Baseball Italian style brings together the memories of major leaguers of Italian heritage whose collective careers span nine decades, from the 1930s to the present. In these first-person accounts, baseball fans will meet the players they cheered as heroes or jeered as adversaries, as well as coaches, managers, front office executives, and umpires at an intimate level. Join author Lawrence Baldessaro and some of the pillars of our national pastime in these historic and never-before-heard interviews. Baseball Italian style starts now. Larry Baldessaro interviewing Joe Torrey, July 19th, 1997, County Stadium, Milwaukee. Did you have, uh, when you were growing, you grew up in New York, New York area, right? Brooklyn, yeah. yeah. Did you have a strong sense of uh, ethnic identity when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, but you know what's interesting? Uh, when I used to ask my mother, you know, what, you know, where are we from? You know, she, she was born in Naples. And, you know, I sensed that unless you were American, you had something to be ashamed of in those days. And it was sad. As a, you know, in retrospect, it's sad. She says you're American, you know. Because uh, I was really the, I'm the youngest of five children. The other four, my brothers and sisters, were raised or born anyway in my grandmother's house. So there was more Italian spoken and you know that when we moved into the house in Brooklyn you know we you know nobody spoke Italian and stuff and it's sad I mean I think it is you know, that that should happen yeah, I grew up the same way so when you were a kid did you have like, particular ball players that you, uh, you idolized or well, watched I was a giant fan growing up in Brooklyn which was dangerous did your father or your mother either even know about baseball? No, my father only um, got involved in baseball because he signed my brother Frank out of high school. My brother was young to sign his own contract. Uh, in getting my brother the bonus with the Boston Braves at the time, he got a job. became a scout. Your dad? Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the deal. <laughs> and then went on to, you know, learn about baseball and became a, um, a scout for the Baltimore Orioles also. Really? Yeah. He was a retired police, New York City police officer. So he didn't, did he uh, encourage or discourage you and your brother? Uh, well, my brother already signed. See, that's how he got his job. But, yeah. uh, he, did, he discouraged my oldest brother, who's my brother Rocco, who just recently passed away from playing. He wanted him to go to college. And as it turned out, Rocco went to college for a year at St. John's and then joined the Navy. And then he became a New York City policeman. But I signed with the Braves. The same uh, scout that signed my brother Frank Honey Russell signed me. Getting back to the question about when you were a kid, did you Willie Mays? Willie okay. Mays, believe it or not. Willie Mays. And probably the one Italian that came to mind who I I didn't mind was Carl Ferrillo. He's a player of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Now, I didn't like the Dodgers, but Carl Ferrillo was okay, and I guess must have been the reason why. 
do the same. How about Sal Magley? Oh, of course, Sal LaBarber. Sal LaBarber. Sal was mean. That, that was the difference. You know, he, he used to... Uh, well, it was interesting how Sal, you know, wound up with the Dodgers after the Giants. Yeah. But he, he was a favorite for sure uh, when he pitched for the Giants. But New York was the one place that signed Italian ball players early on, especially the Yankees. Because a lot of teams would not sign Italian. There was that bias. But the Yankees started with Lazari and Corsetti, and there's a whole tradition on this team. And I tell you, when I signed uh, with the Braves and then had my first year in the major leagues, which was 61, um, the one guy who spring training, actually, that uh, took me under his wing was Billy Martin. He used to call me Dave. Dave. Uh, he taught me a lot of baseball. Did Martin identify himself as an attack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as you were saying, at that point, he was younger than you, but uh, our parents really wanted us to become American. Right. Speak English, go to school, right. assimilate. Uh, I'll never forget when I asked my mom, you know, where where are we from? You know, Nabla, what, what are we? Nabladon? That's what it was. What are we? Nabladon, Gallagher, because you're American. What about your dad? Where was he, was he my dad was from Northern. He was born in New York. I think his um, relatives were from Northern. Yeah. I did a book on it a few years ago, and uh, I 
had the fortune to be with him a couple of times. And, you know, you hear the reputation, his temper and everything, but maybe I caught him on good days, but he was great. I sat with him. We used to go play the, the Jimmy Fund out in Milwaukee. We used to come in and play, and we sat in our dugout one for the game. The Braves, God, it was wonderful. You know, no, probably watch, you know, flips and yeah. stuff. Talk to the guys that played with him, Dom Dimaggio, Hesky, Poppy Dora. They still think he's terrific. He's talking to uh, Willie Ruth Randolph before I did a story on him. He was with the Brewers. I asked him if he thought the younger players had a sense of being part of Yankee tradition. He told me a story to illustrate Ruben Sierra first came up with the ball club. Phil Rizzuto was on the road. You know the story? Rizzuto came up from the hotel lobby. He said, hold me tight. It's just nice to meet you. Sierra said, no, no, please, no autographs like that. Did we know it's Phil Rizzuto? There's players today don't have a sense of the history of the game, much less Yankee tradition. I don't have a sense of history, Uh-huh. And then, how did you like Milan? 
Sheila, she likes it a lot. She likes it a lot. So she has a little baby at two years old, so she right now has to stay home because uh, you know, they've been living close to her in-laws, and now they're not around, so she can't do as much work as she'd like to do. But she likes it too. Yeah, she's still model. But her mother and myself are no longer married. We still, you know, maintain a relationship. I got married a couple of times, neither time in the church. And then my, my present wife, we've been married every nine years next month. We were married St. Patrick's Cathedral, which was quite memorable. <laughs> But you know what's funny? Well, you probably experienced it. You know, you go to an Italian restaurant, you just feel like you're in somebody's house. Right. You, know, you just feel like you're very, just very comfortable. Well, I felt that way the first time I went to Italy. Yeah. I started going when I was in college, and there was something about I felt at home there. And I was just starting to learn the language. I teach Italian now. Do you really? Yeah, at the university. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's great. I'm so comfortable there. Granddaughter, you know, she speaks English and Italian. It's wonderful, you know, since they start to talk. And there it is. It's great. I talked to you a couple of years ago, and the thing that stuck in my mind from that, you asked your mother once if you were Sicilian, Italian, and she said we were American. Naples. We were from Naples. Yeah. How did that make you feel? We're American. Well, it. You know, I was a little disappointed, uh, but I understood it. I didn't understand it necessarily at that time because I was a young kid and I was very curious. <clears throat> but realizing how, you know, because she was born in Italy, you know, I came to find out later that, you know, my dad, who was born in the States, and, you know, he, he uh, both physically and, and emotionally abused my mom. Part of it was was telling her she, you know, she came from the other side and she wasn't smart enough. So she was, uh, in essence, uh, you know, American because that's, you know, the way everybody would perceive her in a better light, unfortunately. And did that affect the way you saw yourself growing up? I mean, did you think of yourself as still as Italian or, no, I got to be American? Well, no, I was American. I mean, are you sure you're, you're proud of whatever heritage you have? Uh, but again, I, um, you know, I, I just didn't have the information when people were asking, me, you know, and I certainly would have liked to have it. I would have liked to speak another language uh, and, you know, learn a little bit about more, more about your, you know, your past and your family, the family tree. Uh, but again, it, you know, I knew, uh, I knew what nationality I was on both sides of the family. And... You know, but, but mainly I was American, yeah. I, I, I didn't speak the language because uh, my older brothers and sisters, I was the youngest of five, and my older brothers and sisters were, were raised uh, for a good portion of their young years in a house, uh, an apartment house, and my, my grandmother and grandfather lived there. So there was more Italian spoke uh, at that time, but when we moved to where I was raised, there was no Italian spoken in our house, spoken in our house. In your baseball career, I mean, did that have any effect on you uh, with other players who were Italian? No. No connection there? No, because I don't, you know, 
I'm proud of my heritage. I'm proud of my mom. You know, she came over. She was she, uh, she was eight years old when she came over to this country. Uh, but again, I you know I don't feel any more closeness to someone because they're Italian uh, as opposed to anybody else. You know, and I and I feel fortunate about that because I know the Italians were prejudiced against for a time as the blacks, uh, you know, were and still are in certain circles. The Jews, obviously. And uh, I, I didn't like any of that. And, you know, I grew up uh, not having any prejudices. You know, going to school with blacks, going to school with Jews. And, you know, I, I'm looking back, it's probably the greatest exposure I had as, my, as a child. You grew up a Giants fan. Yeah. There weren't many Italians playing for the Giants, Johnny Antonelli. Right, Johnny Antonelli, right. Yeah. That's right. They were mostly with the Yankees. Sal Magley. Yeah, later. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I was a Giants fan because my older brothers and sisters were Giants fans. And then I sort of were anointed a Giants fan only because I grew up, you know, admiring my older brothers and sisters. After playing at Seaball in Eau Claire, and... I was being interviewed on the bench, and Bob Sheffield, who was one of our coaches, was sitting there as I was being interviewed, and, and the interviewer asked me about, you know, what do you, what do you want, what are your goals? I said, I want to play in the big leagues, and Sheffield said, no, no, you want to star in the big leagues. That's what your goal should be, and I, that always stuck with me, you know, and it, it sort of helped the motivation. I think it's safe to say that. And not just Italians, but anybody that's been in this game has not had as much dual success as you, first as a player, then as a manager. Have you enjoyed one of those aspects more? Or? Well, I enjoyed the playing. I, I, while I was playing, though, I didn't enjoy the playing as much as, uh, you know, looking back on it and and knowing how much fun it really was. I mean, it, everything was work to me. I always felt growing up that I was under a great deal of pressure, which I, which I think comes from, I guess, our ethnic background, where there's just such a need to uh, succeed and, and to accomplish and, and a lot of stuff. And, and I had older brothers who both played baseball ahead of me, Frank professionally, my brother Rocco in school, uh, that everybody pretty much knew who, you know, what family I belonged to when I was playing in the Sandlots. And I just felt a great deal of pressure to live up to uh, whatever it was I had to live, uh, live up to. So maybe the baseball end of this thing, uh, uh, it was a lot of work, which is what it's supposed to be, but I, I don't think I enjoyed playing as much as I wish I would have. And I think it was based on the fact that I, I didn't have a great deal of self-esteem uh, based on probably a lot of, uh, you know, abuse that was going on in my home. My, my dad was abusive to my mom, never physically abusive to me, but uh, I really, I think my self-esteem was based on how I did on the baseball field. What, what has the game meant to you as you look back over all Well, it's been my whole life. Um, when you consider as a teenager, as a youngster before being a teenager, uh, something that was always talked about in your family, just the baseball, baseball, how much fun it is. I mean, what it's fun to watch. We were all Giants fans living in Brooklyn, which certainly wasn't a popular thing to be. Uh, and, uh, you know,
know, all of a sudden you find yourself uh, the kid brother of Frank Torrey who was playing on the World Series teams here in Milwaukee and wondering, you know, if it's possible to have two members of one family be in the major leagues. What are the chances of that? And then to have an opportunity to be in the big leagues and, and, and to really have a very, uh, very good career, a very successful career as a player all but getting to the postseason. It's uh, it's something that you always did in your spare time, and you find yourself getting paid to do such, uh, something like that. So I would I feel very fortunate. I never had to look for a job, basically. When you first became a manager, were there any people that were particularly influential in your uh, earning the job? You know, I, I, I played for the Braves, both in Milwaukee and Atlanta, and, and I, I, was, I was very immature. Uh, probably irresponsible. I know I was irresponsible. Uh, when you get traded, and it was a very turbulent time I had the last year or so with the Brave organization. And I got traded to St. Louis to a very successful franchise who had just finished going to two World Series in a row in 67-68. You realize you better grow up. And uh, it was a big, uh, it was a big influence on my career going to St. Louis and being surrounded by the the people who had just come off two successful years. And uh, and I became friends with the, the the McCarvers and the Maxvilles and the Bob Gibsons and Lou Brock. And I I sort of learned how to behave and learned what competing was about. And uh, I was very thankful for that experience there for those six years. So here you are now with the Dodger organization, um, which has a pretty strong Italian tradition of management. Fuzzy Bavese, who just passed away, Tommy Lasorda, of course, uh, Al Campanis, GM for a while, now Ned Coletti. How does it feel to be in, in this environment now? Well, uh, the Dodgers, uh, they, they boast how family-oriented they are. Yeah, at Dodger Stadium... And I, I have that sense. When we had one of our first meetings at Dodger Town in Vero Beach, uh, all my coaches around the table, all the scouts, all the minor league managers and minor league people, coordinators, chefs from Dodger Town, uh, people in the housekeeping department, and I, and I was so I was so uh, uh, taken by that, where you know everybody was meant to feel important, which to me is the way I like to do things, that it made me feel very, uh, very welcome at that point in time, coming in from another organization, uh, and the way I was welcomed, and, and to me, you know, they made me feel, uh, you know, not only welcome, but that I could help. Tommy Lasorda must be delighted to have an Italian managing the team again. Well, Tommy... Nobody for Italian, you know... Tommy, Tommy did some things that I gave him credit for, but at the time I cursed him for. When you, when you watched, I said, I told, I told him, I said, Tommy, you invented the hug in this game. You know, we had a lot of macho people playing this game, and you all of a sudden humanized them. And I, I give him a lot of credit for that because you realize the passion you, you need to not only compete in this game but to win. And he did that. Plus, he had his team out there getting loose all together uh, when they used to run as a unit. Um, and, and you, you know, you, you really scoff at it as an, an, an opposing player or manager when you're watching it, but you certainly understand how necessary it is to 
to have a team help each other along the way. It's funny how life turns out here. You're a Giants fan managing the Dodgers. Yeah, but you know what's interesting now is where I, you know, I grew up with that Dodger-Giant rivalry, rivalry, and I, uh, while we're doing this, I haven't been to San Francisco yet. Uh, but San Diego seems to be the competition anymore in the rivalry uh, because there are a lot of, uh, I don't want to say angry people, but loud people in San Diego when we go down there to play. Uh, so I have a sense that the, the rivalry is, has moved south, you know, as opposed to staying in San Francisco. Not that there's, not, not that there's not, a good, not going to be some animation when we get up there, but I uh, was a little taken with the fact that... Uh, you know, it, it's probably not the same as when the Giants and Dodgers were both playing in New York. So that's a little different. You mentioned your brother Frank. He told me several years ago when I talked to him in County Stadium that when he went to Atlanta, he had trouble getting into a country club because he was Italian. Have you ever talked to him about that? Uh, you know, I know Frank and I are very close. He was like a dad to me, yeah. uh, even though he's the next youngest in the family after me. Uh, but again, my, I, you know, I sense the the prejudice uh, when I was growing up and, and was curious with my mom and asking her about what part of Italy she was born, and she would say she would always answer me the same way: "You're American." Uh, and it was sad. I mean, it's sad now. I mean, she's gone over 30 years, but uh, knowing how my dad made her feel inferior because she was born in Italy, in uh, Bettina, Italy, uh, that, you know, he really didn't allow her to be proud of her heritage. And so that that was pretty much a sense of the way uh, Italians, Jews, blacks were, were really prejudiced against in a lot of ways. And, you know, we still have a ways to go. I'm not talking about Italian, but I think prejudice we still have a ways to go in this country, and, and hopefully uh, in my lifetime I, I can smile at that.